push him in. Get him out. Yeah. Yo, yo. Welcome to the StoryWorks podcast. Thank you. You saved me. I was really choking there for a second. I didn't know where to go. I was. I had desperation in my eyes. We're here. It's the StoryWorks podcast, starring me, Andrew Hall, and me, Zach Gosen, featuring. Davis Woodring in the corner. Yo, what up, you hungover bitch? <laughs> he said, I got drunk last night. <laughs> <laughs> he All right, so we are um, on our second October episode out of four, I believe we're going to have. Episode 13. <laughs> There's actually five. Halloween is on a Monday. Ooh. Woo! We're gonna have Halloween episodes. Yeah, we Damn, I didn't realize that. We got five mm-hmm. spooky episodes five. for this month. That's awesome. One, two, three, four. Beautiful. All right, so today we're gonna do a little mixy, a little mix in the pot. We're gonna talk about a, a pretty fucking sick game series that has been coming out. Um, the first installment came out in 2015. We're talking about um, the Dark Pictures Anthology, as well as a couple other single, like, separate games they released. Yeah, all made by Supermassive Games. Yes, Supermassive Games is the developer. And then next, we're going to head over to a conversation about the new horror film that just came out recently, Barbarian. What an insane movie. That's all I'm going to say right now. Dude. Spoilers incoming. There will be spoilers on Barbarian. I mean, I'll, we'll try to give you a little bit yeah. of a spoiler-free context, but wow. It's going to be tough. <laughs> it's one of those movies where it's, it's really hard not to, to spoil yeah. things because, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll get into oh, it. for sure, for sure. Uh, but, but first, we're going to start talking about the Dark Picture Anthology series. Yes, and where it all started. So their first game is a game that came out in 2015 called Until Dawn. Yeah. It was the first game that kind of started this structure that they're now kind of following. Mm-hmm. Like that it was like a narrative kind of interactive movie almost. You kind of right. play through the cutscenes and stuff. Your choices matter. You've brought these games to my attention. I, I like I knew about Until Dawn at least. Mm-hmm. And um I really thought it was a cool concept and it was always kind of in the back of my head. Yeah. But I never jumped on it. It's it's definitely like cool but it's almost like because when i first heard about it and i saw stuff for it i was like that's almost like too campy yeah for me Un- until dawn like yeah. were you seeing cutscenes yeah of it yeah and stuff? yeah yeah um but then i like played it and uh it's cool man the story yeah. is neat i mean it's it's your traditional kind of like horror story like they right. give you like a group of like young adults in the middle of the woods mm-hmm. and you don't really like much of them that's a that's always a good way to start you know but you can but you play as them so you can kind of like change how they are right you know what i mean kind of change some of their traits um Yeah, Netflix. I, did that I still with the... haven't seen an it's, episode it's of Black Mirror. <laughs> I, I, it's been so long because it came years ago, but it's like, it was interesting from what I remember. I can't yeah. Really about it. Oh, it's def. That's definitely like a really cool concept. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like, but it was one of those where it's more like DVD oriented, where it was like seen and then it just brings on. Yeah, game. yeah. No, I got right. you. I got you. Right. So yeah, my kids actually, there's like they have a decent amount of those on Netflix now. My kids. Oh, really? 
My yeah, my kids love to play. Like, there's a Minecraft. Yeah, the Minecraft story, story mode, mode. Mm-hmm. that they fucking will watch over and over again. I kind of want to bang my head into a wall. It happens, it happens. but you know, they're Thank like, you. they're like, it, we can make it go a different way. Thank I'm like, you, Telltale. I get that appeal. Yeah. I if they took that, if Netflix seen the popularity of Uncharted, and there's other games like that. I would say, like too. the first game that like really jumps to mind when I think of like. Uh, the narrative choices matter kind of story games is like the Telltale series Walking Dead games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Did Heavy Rain come out before that? I think so. Because that was like the first one that I heard of. But like I was just, at that time I was yeah. way younger. I was oh, yeah. way less interested in mm-hmm. like. When I was a kid, I actually played, like I played the game that came out before Heavy Rain that the there company was a made. It came out on like the uh, original Xbox and the PS2. It was called um, Indigo Prophecy. In, I in like, that. in like the rest of the world, it's called fa- like Fahrenheit, I think. Oh, but in like America, it was called Indigo Prophecy. Very interesting. I uh, the game starts with you like committing a murder. <laughs> You're like possessed by a cult, and you commit a murder, and then oh you have to like God. cover up the murder. Um. That's insane. Child like me, child me was like, this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm eight years old and this is a lot. Yes, <laughs> I am eight. And what is this? I had access to way too many. Um, yeah, I yeah. totally understand where you're coming <laughs> from, dude. But yeah, so um, until dawn is very much kind of a like I don't want to necessarily call it like a parody of like horror of yeah. horror tropes and stuff because it. It is scary, but uh, yes, it, and it uses them like very cliche, super on the nose. But also, it kind of subverts twists and stuff like that. Um, like you, you think there's like a psychopath on the mountain with you, trying to kill all of you. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then it turns out there's something else, and it, that you think there's another dude up there. It's wild. It it it's lots sub- of twists. And yeah, turns. it subverts your expectations. Um, the characters are are pretty fun. What's the big name that's attached? To um, it? I'm gonna. I might butcher the name this time, but uh, it's Remy Malik. Well, Rami Malik is in it for sure. Um, but then there's also um the girl is Hayden Panettiere. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh. Who I know her from Heroes. Oh wow, she's the, she's the cheerleader from Heroes. I never watched Heroes. That's cool. Okay. Heroes is super dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Rami Malek is in it as well. Um, those are like the two big names, and then I think like the therapist guy is also his name's like Peter Stormare or something like that. Gotcha. Uh, those are like the three big faces that I recognized from Until Dawn. I want a mod of this game, um, but it's like Remy Malek. Uh, Rami Malek in his um, when he was Freddie Mercury. Oh my god! The, oh, mean Rhapsody. <laughs> so he's got the fake teeth and the mustache. In, Why and just can't like... we get along, <laughs> dude? There's just a dark hallway, and from the end, you hear, "Find me somebody to love." Find <laughs> just faintly. <laughs> in before we get copyright striked. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. It's a beautiful picture. Um, in my head. But yeah, that game is very wild. Um, like I said, you play as each of the different characters on this uh, 
mountain. They're like they're coming up to have like a party. Right. It's like the one year anniversary of uh Rami Malik's sisters dying. Yeah, that was weird to me. I was like And he's like grim. He's like they'd really want us to just, you know, come up here and have a party. You know, just get fucking sloshed. Yeah. Right? That's what they And want. so they all meet up here and they, you know, start partying. But very quickly things get off the rails. <laughs> oh yeah. Um so yeah, that was like their first game, Supermassive. Right. And then they then they made um the Dark Picture anthology series. Very interesting that they decided to like create an anthology out of it. Yeah, you know, it was I, super cool. I really cool. like that angle. Um so they started out with uh the Dark Pictures Man of Medan. Right. And that one is about like how do I say it? They're like these it's a group of uh people who are on a boat, they're going out into the middle of the ocean to do some like scavenging. Right. And they end up being assaulted by pirates and uh Arg. with guns. <laughs> and they end Gun up pirates. on this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they end up on this old like World War Two era ship. That's just like floating. I do all like I love that setting already. That's just like amazing. And then and then you and then people start hallucinating and there's all kinds of visions that you experience and stuff like that as yeah. you as you're dealing with like the pirates and trying to figure out what happened on this boat. Um very cool. Um what's his you, name? You you played that one. I played right? a little bit it? of that one. I played about like three hours of it, but then my save file got corrupted. Gotcha. Which is Fuck it all at that point. No. Yeah. I no, literally I was like, okay, I guess I'm just gonna play their next game instead. <laughs> and this came out in uh twenty nineteen. Yeah, Man the Man. the Man of Medan. Yeah. Um who's the who's the name? Sean Ashmore. He's the he's the like the big name actor that they got for it. He's he you you all might know him as Bobby Frost from the X Men films. Oh, he's shit. Iceman. Yeah, that's crazy. Man. I recognized him from a show that was on Sci Fi called Warehouse Thirteen. Gotcha. Um, that was just about like people finding like artifacts throughout the world that have power and then containing them in this warehouse. Oh, wow. I haven't heard about that. That's cool. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty cool show. It made me think of kind of like the SCP universe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's like the big name that they've attached to this to this one. Gotcha. And he plays one of the uh, people who's like here to scavenge. He's there with his sister. Um, and then, yeah. Shit gets off the rails. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like that angle. Each of these are so like different, and yeah. that's what I really enjoy about them. There's four games in this anthology. Me and you actually started playing the second game that came out in 2020. Yeah, which is Little Hope. Little Hope. Um, we'll talk about that one last, but I do want to give just quick overviews of the games. The the other two installments, Devil and Me, is not out yet. Correct. Right? That one comes out later. This later. Well, it'll be out by the time. This episode's out. This episode comes out. I think. I think. It, I think Perfect. it comes out in September. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, there's Devil of Me, and then House of Ash came out in 2021. Yes. House of Ash is a pretty fucking bonkers <laughs> premise, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty pretty wild, man. This is like the war in Iraq is the setting. Yeah. Right? It's like the early 2000s. Um. And there's like. 
you play as both U.S. soldiers, um, Iraqi soldiers. Um, wow. And like U.S. CIA operatives. Um, and it's it's wild. Like basically, the premise of it is essentially you guys, the the you guys, the U.S. Army believes they've located uh, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Oh, have they? And so they send in some soldiers to go, you know, take it out. They're like, we have ground penetrating radar. We're detecting... Penetrate that ground. We're detecting all this activity, you know, 200 meters below this old, like, farmer's, like, shed. Fuck that farmer. So they show up and, you know, are, like... Hold this dude at gunpoint while they search his house. Oh god! And uh, eventually, an earthquake happens, and like just like the the whole like the whole like house just like falls out. Wow! And they end up in this like old um, Akkadian temple. Like, um, see, that's fucking cool, man. Yeah, I saw a couple clips from like the trailer of what that kind of looked like. There's creatures down here. And it they, like they're like vampires, but they're like they're huge, scary. They're fucking. <laughs> it's like a different. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not, not like Nosferatu's. Yeah, not down yeah, there. yeah, yeah. They're like deformed, like bat yeah. creatures that like use like echolocation to hear you. That's got to be really intense for the gameplay. Yeah, like that echolocation. Then don't make a sound. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those those creatures are fucking terrifying. So yeah, basically like. All, all the characters fall into this pit, and then they have to, like, join forces. Like, the U.S. soldiers and the Iraqi soldier have to join forces in order to survive this threat. Right. I find that to be... It's just really interesting. You know, yeah. That it, convergence. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Really cool. Very, very unique uh, idea, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super interested in that one. Um, and it's super cool that... Because, like, the first game that they made, Until Dawn, uh, was only single-player. Yeah. But with the Dark Picture Anthology series, they added multiplayer. You can do, like, two to five players if you're, like, all sitting in the same room. That's and you just so pass the controller. Crazy, man. I know. You, like, assign characters to yourselves, and then whenever they come up, you just pass the controller along. Or you can do online multiplayer, like, two players. The multiplayer is what really sold me on. I'm like, so you could we're basically living a movie out, kind of. Like, yeah. With a homie. Yeah, and, and it and it very crazy. much feels like that. You play as different characters, obviously, who will experience different things, get different cutscenes. We had a rough session. Some last of us, night. yeah. Oh man, we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like you know, your partner will be getting some information while you're getting other bits of information and. You're both of you aren't getting like the complete story. It's so unless you cool. like collaborate on it. Yeah. Um, it's such it's the dynamic between that is just so cool. How you're not you've got to put the story together. Yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. In that kind of sense, very, very cool. <laughs> we only kick the mics about thirteen times a session. It happens. It's all right. It happens. Um, but yeah. So I guess that brings us to uh, their second release then. Which would be, or did you wait? We didn't talk about the devil and me. I'm dumb. <laughs> um, no, you're not. You're so dumb. yeah, the devil and me. Let me let me pull that one up real quick. He's very smart. <laughs> that was this was the one that's yet to come out this year. Okay, so I lied. It doesn't come out in September. It comes out 
November 18th. Okay. But now you can just get more hyped up about it. Um, This has got like a Saul vibe to it. Yes. From the trailer I saw. Very much so. It's like a, um, like there's a group of documentary filmmakers. It's very up our alley. Yeah. They get like a phone call and they're like, hey, come to this replica of, uh, this serial killer's murder castle sounds great. He's like the f- he's he's like renowned as like the first se- like America's first serial killer. That's pretty cool. And so uh, they go to the house. They're like, oh, we can't pass up this opportunity. And uh, you better bring the strap with you, dude. Yeah, it's George Washington. They go in, and then they get like I'm assuming you know I don't know for sure from what happens from there, but I'm assuming they get locked into the building and are subject to a whole host of. What do you think? Traps and yeah. What happens when you get trapped in a murder castle? <laughs> I want to play a game. Seriously, yeah. That's the one that I've probably like seen least about, but I'm uh-huh. super excited for that uh, when it comes out. And these games aren't expensive either, for the most part. Yeah. Um, especially the like, I mean, Little Hope and, and Man of Madon. It's like fifteen bucks. It yeah, might be exactly. on sale, but yeah. Like, I mean, we we play on uh, PlayStation consoles we do and so uh they're in like the game catalog for that yeah at least, at least little hope and man of medan are we're playing little hope for fucking free right now which is nice very nice super dope um i think i'm um i'm most excited for um one that's come out this year already but it's not part of the anthology yes um the query the, the, quarry. the quarry sorry the yeah. quarry um <laughs> super fucking like it's it's your it looks very typical like slasher yeah campground it's slasher. literally like there you play as like camp counselors yeah, for real like it's it's literally friday the 13th but it's not from what i'm seeing yeah that's got the the guy who played the sheriff from scream dude yeah I'm hold on i'm trying to name. they've got it's david arquette yeah they've got uh ted Raimi in it yes um I'm I'm blanking on her name, but it's the chick from the Sweet Life of yeah, Zach and Cody. Dude. Uh that was like the Paris Hilton parody. That shit's crazy. Um, oh man, I can't remember her name. London Tipton is her name. There it is. Well, that's her that's character's name. That's her name in Sweet Life. That's her character's name. Um, <laughs> um, um her name is Standby, Standby. Quick somebody stand call by, Cody Sprouse. Standby, portrayed by Brenda Song. There that's it is. Her name. Yeah, so interesting cast there. Um, I just love, like, I've always loved Friday the 13th. Like, mm-hmm. I, Jason was my man growing up. When horror movies were brought up, <laughs> I was team Jason. Mm-hmm, fuck fuck mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> um, so that really, um, that that's just that classic vibe to me. Getting yeah. away from the big dude with a fucking axe, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't really know too much about what the plot of the game is. Yeah. Because I kind of want to go in relatively blind right um i just know that it's like about these camp counselors who get stuck at their like it's like their day that they're supposed to leave the camp but then the car breaks down so they have to stay it's like the cat like the the guy who owns the campgrounds is like hey stay in the like stay in the cabins he freaks out he's like i told you he's like you need need to get out of here today he's like yeah you guys have to leave and they're, they're like the car's broken and he's like, you, then you need to lock yourselves in the cabin yeah. until morning. <laughs> and he leaves, um, and then they're like, LOL, we're going to party. 
<laughs> you already know, bro. You're yeah. like... And then chaos ensues. I don't know how, but chaos ensues. Yeah. <laughs> Very excited for that one. Waiting for that one to go on sale. Yeah. And we'll swoop that shit up. Oh, yeah. Um, but right now, we are playing uh, 2020's Little Hope. Yeah. Which was the second release in the anthology series. I have really enjoyed it so far. Yeah. Can you give us a little rundown of um, the story? So it's a pretty complex one thus far. Yeah, yeah. Will Poulter stars in this game. We are going to do it's spoilers our boy. for this one. It's our boy, Will Poulter. He's we have back. Been, yeah, we've been getting a lot of Will Poulter love, and we're continuing with that theme, <laughs> obviously. Um, he does great. I love seeing him in a fucking video oh, game. Oh, for <laughs> it's sure. It's amazing. Um, so Little Hope is about this group of like college students who experience a bus crash yes and they are kind of like forced into this abandoned town called little hope um because there's this enveloping fog around them that literally won't let them leave very very silent hill like you like one character starts freaking out and she runs off in a direction and then comes back in like the oncoming the same direction. way, yeah. yeah. Um, that reminded me of Curse of Straw, dude. Yeah, how you big get into D&D that vibes. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Um, so yeah, like they're trying to survive this town, which is full of these like cursed spirit. The whole thing is insane. It's there's a lot of there's plot like devices going on. multiple timelines being exchanged at any Three, one for point. Sure. There's Salem witch trial stuff that is like, well, not necessarily Salem, but witch trial stuff. Very, yeah. Uh, people are getting fucking wrapped up in chains and tossed into the lake. Hung. Hanged by the neck until dead. Or just falling onto... Or we push you out of the church tower onto spikes. You know, you know. You know, just normal, just normal execution things. Yeah. Um... Yeah, there's just so much going on in that game, man. There's that. There's like, I don't know what the second, like the middle timeline is. Like how, it's not been like placed the, yet. Like the prequel, like when the yeah. game like begins and you play as the like game starts the first horrendously. Characters. Yeah, I think they tend to. I think the games tend to have um, a trait of like letting you play the like a tutorial section, kind of like right. the prologue area. As characters who are like fated to die. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> um See, I did not expect it at all. Cause it happens in like every game. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, they're very, 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 very crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it it's we're still trying to figure out what's going on in this game. I I, I guess we maybe have like what do you think? We have 10, not 10, maybe like seven hours in it or something? Yeah, def- definitely. I think we're in like the third act. I'm I'm thinking so too. I think it's boiling down to something, but we're like, we're still trying to figure out we're exactly what's going on. We're close. I mean, we, we're ex- we've experienced death. Yeah, we had a real bad session <laughs> last night, man. Um, But yeah, it's the crazy thing about it is that all of the characters f- throughout the different timelines are like sharing the same faces. Yeah. Yeah. There's characters like the, the five people that you play as have doubles in like the 1600s, uh, 
like the 1970s or something like that. 70s. Will Poulter looked very 70s in that cutscene. Yeah. So that's been how I've been placing it. Um, and then I think the one character had like a, a another double in like the 1800s. The like the author who like died yeah. in their house. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So it's very very strange. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, I don't know we, what's happening. <laughs> the characters keep getting grabbed by these like entities that take them back into like 1692, right? Where they can like witness events that were happening. You're reliving like these these trials, and you can kind of interfere. Yeah, and you interfering is like seen as like witchcraft. It's crazy, dude. I was like, oh man. Um. It's very, very neat. A very cool, like, plot device. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Wait, hold on. Somebody's calling me? Burn him at the stake. What the literally, fuck? Literally. <laughs> literally. Literally. Oh, my God. Um, so while you're, like, kind of reliving these events, too, you're, you're like, you, there's exploration stages where you go and find things. Mm-hmm. You're finding, like, uh, bits of lore throughout the world, whether right. it's, you know, a, a painting of one of the characters yeah. from 1692, and or, it, you know, a doll that was owned by one of them. Yeah, dude. And it, trying to piece together how to make this thing stop, how to lift the fog. Yeah, how to escape the town. Yeah, and how to fight off what's kind of coming at you, which mm-hmm. is, it's pretty scary, man. Some fucking scary imagery in this yeah, game. Yeah, man. It's spooky, for sure. It's, um, so far what we've discovered is that the past versions of themselves. Spoilers. Yeah, more spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting into spoiler territory. The past versions of themselves are who who have been executed, who we know have been executed. Yeah, are following their doubles. Yeah, pers- as these, like aggressively, like, personal like demons. Yeah, or something. Uh, and they're each one. It, it's crazy because like, however you see them die, that's how they appear to how, you, and like, and that's how they keep dying. Yeah, the like in the beginning when you when you're Tanya. Yeah, you start out in like the 70s kind of. Like yeah. that's the first part of the game. And you play as like Will Poulter and his sister if you're playing co-op. Yeah. Um and then it, there's like demonic elements that are in here. Your little sister is like communing with the devil or something. Yeah. Yeah. She you you go to like Will Poulter's living in this like abusive household kind of. Right. Um, and he's, he goes to like boil some like water or something like that. Yeah. And the sister just comes up and sets like a doll on there and just starts burning the house down. And like every, every member of your family dies who is like represented by yeah the same faces that you keep seeing throughout the game. It took me a second to notice that too. Like I knew Will Poulter stood out obviously, but everybody else I was like, Wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they all die in like similar ways like um Tanya the the older sister she get she is trying to like climb down a pipe and she ends up getting her scarf caught. That fucked me up so bad. And she bad. hangs. Um 
your your older brother, I think, Dennis. He was in the attic. He's when the in fire the attic started. when the fire starts, and he fucking tries to shimmy off the roof, and he falls and gets impaled. And Will Poulter's just fucking watching. Yeah, all Will this, Poulter's dude. locked outside the house, watching everything happen. And he's like Megan. He sees the his, his yeah, sister. Yeah, sister Megan, and he and he has to like figure out if he's gonna try and help her or Tanya. Oh my god, dude! It's wild, man. And then he just, and then he just runs in. At the end of it, yeah, he just runs in the fire. And like, okay, he's like, okay, every my entire family died. I'll die too. Um, I mean, that's pretty fucked up. All of those things that he just saw in succession. Yeah. I was like, I don't blame you, dude. No, for sure. And when well, sure. well, the dude also pulls up and he's like, "What did you do?" He sees him with the matchbook. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, it cuts to these like college students who are doing some kind of like trip i think they're i feel like they're learning they came here to learn about the witch trials i don't know because they didn't they didn't seem like they knew about the town of little hope just the professor just the knows professor. about like the witch trials yeah and shit. yeah yeah um but then like as you're there you run into like a, a girl that looks like Megan, yeah, but she's wearing like a school outfit, kind of like right. sweater vest and everything. Um, she's leading you places. You keep getting grabbed by like by like the sixteen hundreds, by versions. like the sixteen ninety two versions of these characters. Who, yeah, like when they grab you, are looking like so like they have no eyes. Their mm-hmm. faces are like like husks. Yeah. And then they suck you back in time to the 1600s, and you're just a witness to these events. Yeah, right. And so when it comes to being pursued by these things, um, one character, the character who was hung in the 70s, and she was all, we, we find out she was also hung in the 1600s um, for being a witch. Yes. Her apparition appears as a floating body hung from the neck, and it's just her... Dude, it's insane. Dragging across the ground, chasing you. So fucking scary. It can dude. appear in like anywhere. Like you climbed the top of this like church tower and right. then you look out the window and it's floating like at your level. Like that's one you can't stop. <laughs> um there's like like the the one the brother who gets impaled, his de- like demon is a man who's got like spikes stuck through his arms that he's like using to stab at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. There's one character, Angela's demon. That one was fucking scary. Is dude. like because I think she either like drowns or suffocates or like suffocates and drowns or something like that. Yeah. So hers is like a ch- a body that's like chained up and because her because her. 1692 version was thrown into the river for being a witch. Yeah, dude. Um, so this her devil is this like chained creature that is like it can control its chain and whip it out, right? And like grab you and try and kill you. That motherfucker <laughs> was crawling in the sewers, dude. Yeah, it was scary. Woo. <laughs> that shit had me fucked up. Yeah, so right now it's like we're at the point where we're following this apparition of of the Megan character, and some people are leaning towards, hey, if we see her, we're going to do whatever we can to stop her. Yeah. And then there's some people that are like, she's just a kid, 
what if we figure out what happened? Exactly. Um, yeah. Kind of. What, that's where we're at right now. We're trying to figure it out. It seems we, we had our <clears throat> first death, which fucking yeah. sucked. We found an old Bible from the 1600s that was used oh, by yeah. the Reverend. Forgot about that, dude. And so, like, the Reverend is like the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's got fucking dickhead. He, you, we opened up his Bible, and he's just got all this fucking like witchcraft language in it yeah all these symbols and latin and all that so homie's a warlock and he's just killing people to uh take get, the, get the heat off him exactly yeah fucking dick. um but yeah we definitely experienced our first death last night it hurt man i had to make a choice and i made the <laughs> wrong one perhaps I'm at the point where I don't know if I chose the other, then the other one would have inevitably died. Yeah, who knows, man. But that's the fun of these games. Definitely. You don't know what's going to happen. Absolutely. They made me choose between two people that were being attacked by their demons. Yes. I chose to help... Um, what's Daniel. his name? Daniel, um, who, who was in the past was impaled by the gate Yes. when he fell. So that gate demon is trying to impale him. I went to save him. Well, the girl Taylor Taylor's um, she's being attacked by her by um what was her name Ta- was it was it Tabitha I think it was Tabitha who was hung yeah. and now she she was being choked yes and I was like man because I, I saw you get like previews of future events and I saw a preview of the Daniel character getting impaled. getting stabbed pretty much yeah so I was like I gotta save him I know he's gonna get stabbed if I don't yep. And then Taylor's fucking neck got broke, dude. Like oh. immediately. And then yeah, no, it just hurt. It, it just hurts. had to set dude, the deaths look really real. They yeah. like they make it it's very realistic. And, and it's then haunting. The, and then the demon like took her body. Yeah, and the de- well the demon disappeared too. So now I'm like, are we is that one demon that's not gonna pursue us anymore? Perhaps. But like Yeah, I don't know. It's just fucked up. I'm excited to play more tonight. Yeah, dude. It's it's a wild game, man. I would say check these out for sure. You keep getting little, like, every, at the completion of, like, each act. We didn't talk about it yet. Yeah, so, like, it's the Dark Picture Anthology series, and when you start these games, it always opens up with you in this, like, library, and there's a dude who's like, oh, hello again. It is I. The curator of all these tales. He's super cool. And he's like, okay, today we're going to go through this one. And he pulls out a book on his shelf, and it's and it's the story that you go through. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this one's not finished yet, but the choices you make are going to complete it. Yeah. And then like at the end of each act, he checks in with you and is like, oh, okay, no one's died yet. That's pretty impressive. But, man, it would be nice if one of you guys were armed. Maybe you should have looked around a little bit more. Yeah, he like pretty much tells you he tells you where you <laughs> fucked up. And, and then he offers to give you like hints every now and then. He'll be like, I've been authorized to give you one hint if you should show choose to accept it. And he's like this <laughs> immortal being, dude. He's, he's like, like he's like, I've met Shakespeare. Yeah, dude. It's great. <laughs> it's fucking wild, man. Um, yeah, I thought he was a really cool um character to have in the series. Just mm-hmm. pretty much hosting yeah. all of the yeah. madness. Um, he's also thick as hell for no reason. Oh my god! When he t- they gave <laughs> that this tra- man that, cheeks. That scene when he turned and you just see the. <laughs> <laughs> like damn, what you got going on? Like, here, all right, dude. dude. Okay, you didn't have to do it, but you did. <laughs> the studio did it to us. Yeah, man. So these these games have been really fun. I would say check them, check any of them out. 
Little Hope's the only one I've played, but yeah. I'm really interested to continue. I think... Until Dawn is like classic. Yeah. Until Dawn's super good. Um, the dark pictures, though, they're very fun. Yeah, very for sure. The co- I love the the split the, the online co op. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. Very very neat. Very excited to look into. I mean, House of Ash. Yeah, Devil and Me looks really cool, and I'm on like, the Quarry looks yes, really fucking dude. cool. Yes, dude. Quarry well. Quarry's gonna be super dope. Um, so with that, that's our little overview on that. It just worked for the podcast really well. It's a yeah. fucking store. It's like a movie video game. It's yeah. just perfect. And they're, you know, they're horror, so it's, like, perfect for the month of October. Get fucking spooked. There were good jump scares in Little Hope. Oh, yeah. Um, And also, like I said, disturbing imagery. Most definitely. Really just very unsettling (laughs) vibes in the fog, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's like, Silent Hill-esque. I I like it a lot. Oh, definitely. Very psychological. Right. But next, we're going to move on to our discussion of The Barbarian. Oh, God. A movie we both went pretty blind. I didn't even know about it until um, like last week because our friend mentioned it to me. He was like, Hey, have you heard of Barbarian? And I was like, No. I was like, What is it? He said, Oh, it's this new horror movie that is being made by one of the whitest kids you know. So fucking cool, dude. Shout out to writer director uh, Zach Krieger. Yeah, for real. I I was very surprised uh, to hear this, and I'm sure he was very delightfully surprised to be able to make this. You know, um, I loved the whitest kids. You know, I loved all the skits I've seen from them, and I'm definitely here for this new trend of comics turning into horror writers, just making fucking like. A plus horror fucking bangers like out of nowhere. It really is like insane. Honestly. I so fucking good, man. I mean, it, this movie just knocked it out of the fucking park. Like it was the perfect horror movie for me. Oh, dude, I like. I mean, it's no secret that I'm not like super versed in the realm of horror movies. Yeah. Um, but I really, really liked Barbarian. It's just it's hard to to describe. Yeah. Um. I will. I want to say for sure that it was marketed perfectly. I mean, I only sought out one trailer. I don't know if more exist. Yeah. But that's all you should do. You don't want to try to dig into this thing and figure out what it is before going into no, it. No, 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 that's, no, no. That's half the experience. Um, and I guess, because I, I ended up re-watching the trailer like, yeah. after I saw the, the film, they do show Justin Long in the trailer. They do. Okay. Just for like a tiny second. You just gotcha. see, you see there's like a scene of him holding a gun. Yeah, okay. Um, Cuz I didn't even know like I didn't even know he was going to be in it. I didn't either. Until we sat down and I saw Justin Long. I was like, "Bro." What? I looked at Andrew immediately and I was like, "Why do bad things always happen to <laughs> Justin Long in horror movies?" My it's this movie is just well, I I was going to say this movie's a prequel for Tusk, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um, yeah, my man just can't catch a break in these horror films. No, not at all. He's a very, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna say he plays kind of an asshole in this movie. He sucks in this movie? Yeah, yeah, no. But he's, like, funny. Yeah. He, he like, sucks, but you can laugh at him. Comic relief. Yes. Necessary comic relief. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, before we get into it a little bit, what's your favorite Whitest Kids You Know skit? Um... You can do like a if you got a tie, you can hit me with two of them. Okay, I, you know, I mean, because the first one I ever saw was was the Grapist. 
the grapest. Oh my god! But but I think I personally like. There's the corporate sniper. You show, see, I hadn't seen that one before, and you showed me that one, and I fucking absolutely that one is loved so it. funny. He's just like Jenkins, get Jenkins. in, down, get down, <laughs> and he crawls over, and he's like Jenkins. I built this company over 40 years ago with my bare hands. It cost me three weddings, four kids, and every weekend of my life. Oh, my God. I come into work today, and the goddamn sons of bitches over at Goldman Forks put a sniper on the roof. It's so out of nowhere, dude. <laughs> and, and the intern is just like, what? Sniper? And he's like, sniper, high-distance uh, shooter, <laughs> specializing in kills over great distances stealth god he's over on the roof <laughs> doesn't he just immediately start pulling out a sniper rifle he, like he, loading it up he yeah he has him bring a case over that's got a sniper rifle in it he puts it together and then he calls in an unpaid intern oh my god to yeah. bring him a coffee oh fuck and he runs in gets shot in the head yep immediately where'd it come from yeah, the the boss has his has the other dude to call out where the sniper is. Yeah. And then he goes and pop pops him. Proceeds to call the other like yeah. building. Yeah. <laughs> be like, "Hey, you sons of bitches, how you doing? I got your fucking sniper." As he's like yeah, loading dude. a mortar into a yes! like <laughs> mortar launcher. I forgot that fucking part. <laughs> Um, so I really like that one a lot. That's a really good one. I also really like um Now You Fucked Up. Yes. The Abraham Lincoln skit. That's my favorite. Because it's the first one <laughs> it's the first one I ever saw. And Mr. President, will you please be quiet? <laughs> <laughs> I just have what? 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 <laughs> and that's him too. That's the yep. director up there. <laughs> it's so good. Um, my favorite part is that he starts shaking his head around and the hat is like <laughs> strung onto his head. So the hat's moving to the opposite way of his head. It's He's like, so good. Now you fucked up. You have fucked up now. Oh, dude, that fucking, <laughs> that one was really good. And I have a very vivid memory of, um, uh, Price is Right oh, kind really? of skit yeah, that they yeah. did. Have you seen that one? I don't think so. Dude, it's so fucking funny, dude. It, the host is the guy who was the the, the corporate owner in okay. that one skit. Okay, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. remember his name? I'm blanking. Um, on. I can't. I, I'll. I'm gonna Google it right now because. Yeah. I think he's deceased. At this he did point. pass. Which Trevor, rest yes. in peace, Trevor Moore. Absolutely, man. Um, he's like the host in this skit. It's like a okay. Price is Right kind of setup. It's spin the wheel or whatever, and they go spin that wheel, <laughs> and they go to do it, dude. And their fucking arms rip off of their torsos <laughs> and it like looks really shitty and fake but like blood is like spurting out and they're just like fuck oh, my no. arms my how arms. am i gonna spin it now oh, my fucking arm i'm pretty sure it happens like three separate times that's awesome um just fucking <laughs> funny stuff dude uh so yeah moving from that kind of stuff um zach the director just kind of wrote this script uh in his garage he described yeah. it as a late night garage session when this uh, popped into his head. Yeah, I saw that he said um, that it was like a writing exercise for him. Yeah, of. right. He was trying to like fit in as many like red lights, like red flags, into like a scene as he could. Yeah, right. For like a a character, for like a, a a woman to feel uncomfortable in. Yes. Yeah, I've heard him talk on that a little bit. Um, 
he has a lot of interesting ideas going on in here. Um, a lot about the duality of, of women and how they have to feel in certain situations and yes. of men and how they, um, how they go about certain situations kind of in a more careless way where they don't have to think about things as hard or as much. Yeah. Like when you're checking into an Airbnb and there's a random guy there who also booked it, um, quotation marks perhaps, yeah. you know, like what are you going to, if you're a woman in that situation, like you're like, what? No, I'm not going to let you into my house. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Um, so really interesting how he plays with that. And it even it, it gets even more as the film progresses. Yes. Um, they push that even up further. So the score stood out to me immediately in this movie. Oh my god. Like the first shot and like the sound design. Anytime that like you know like when they I loved that they would signal that like something bad was gonna happen with that like that bassy like Yes. Yeah, dude. And they were using a lot of sounds that, like, I don't know. It just felt like it's just stuff that you have to craft and engineer. It's the kind of when shit I've seen When you're talking about, like, the do. intro. St- yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, for you're real. just taking some shit and working it when around. When you're talking about, like, the intro, like, I'm pretty sure that intro was just, like, a bunch of different people screaming. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, it, dude, that shot, that first shot, it's, the movie starts you out right I mean, it's right at the Airbnb. It's she like pulls right up, there. It's like pouring rain in the middle of the night. The camera's just zooming slowly into the car. It's not inside of the car. It's outside of it. And you just hear faint screaming. Ah. Several screams. And then it's so fucking cool, dude. It, like the it camera goes, goes inside the glass, of the car. Yeah. yeah, like through the glass. And then it mutes. And all you hear is the, like, the raindrops the rain on pattern, the car. Yeah. I dude, I was hooked immediately. I was like, "That's how you start a fucking movie." Yeah, yeah I'm dude. like, Boy, "I was, I was go. very drawn in immediately." Especially not knowing much about it, you know. And I was just like, immediately get your brain working. What's going on? What's happening with this fucking guy in the Airbnb? Because yeah. even just from watching the trailer, you know that that's the basis of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, cinematography was fucking, you know, dude, incredible, fantastic work. The way that they would make these long hallways look so menacing. Yeah. Yes. With and like the the shot of like the camera in the dark of the hallway looking out towards the the light that's at like the end. Yeah. Just to like have all that black space around it. Right. This is like a horror like small uncomfortable spaces, not a yes. good movie for you. Like <laughs> long ass dark hallways. Oof. Very spooky, very spooky. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that this film is, um, it's just so entertaining. I don't think it's trying to be too much. No. Or too heady in any sort of way I don't at think all. so either. And I kind of enjoyed that. You know, it's not, It's there's, you don't have to think about it too much. You just get your fucking popcorn, sit your ass down, and you're having, it's just a great time at the movies. Oh, like, definitely, yeah. It was, it was a very... <clears throat> We got like, to go with our friends. Yeah, we, we, we kind of made like a little last minute impromptu watch party out of yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, the amount of time, like, you know, after that first act, we all just looked at each other. We no, all, like, yeah. Oh my God. And then, it, and then, you know, the second act begins and it's just so funny. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I know. Um, super stark contrast from that. And it's non conventional storytelling. And yeah. that's what I love about it. And it's not, and I say that like some movies kind of can be, but this really goes out of its way to to completely break the structure of how a movie usually works. Yeah. In an interview, he was like, "I'm not. I was. I didn't do an outline before this. This is." He said, 
I was listening to him talk and I loved it because he was like, I'm probably going to piss some people off, like some filmmakers. I but love like, that. I know. I'm like, yeah, dude, do your fucking thing. You don't got to go by exactly, any rules. Yeah. That's not like you have to fill out like all these steps. Yeah. There's usually like an eight, an eight line treatment you do or whatever. He was like, no, I didn't know how it was going to end. I just fucking started and I went. I was like, that's cool. I man. saw that he, um, he said that he started getting like frustrated yeah. During like the writing process because mm-hmm. he felt like it was way too predictable. Really? So he like introduced a tw- a, a a twist like halfway through the story. Um gotcha. And I'm not I I I think I might know what the twist is, but I I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Once we get into spoilers, yeah. we'll probably be soon here. We'll talk about it. Um but yeah, all like all the all the cast is so good. Um, oh yeah, Georgina Campbell as Tess, so good, um, incredible. Yeah, she really, um, she makes you empathize with her really well. Yes, in in especially in the beginning, in that really uncomfortable stage in Act One, where you're like, she's gone. Like, I feel she's like you're in danger like in here. Every yeah. single door she's in. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bill Skarsgård. He did so good, dude. My man Keith. <laughs> I really enjoyed him, yeah. Um yeah, he did super well. Um very mysterious character and he plays it perfectly. Yes. And then Justin Long as AJ. I just I just love Justin like Long. Like we said, you know, he's a character in this movie that you love to hate. Yes, absolutely. And he plays it, yeah. He plays his role perfectly in this. He's very charismatic and and dumb and f- He's a fucking idiot, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, all like all these characters did so well. Yeah, and it's a pretty limited cast, man. It's not, you know, this was like a ten million around ten million dollar budget. So pretty small um, concept here. You know, there's not that many locations, so Mm -hmm. it's moderately confined, but it works and it's fresh and it stays. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. Mm -hmm. I guess so far it's. Uh, grossed like twenty million in U.S. and Canada. Good, good. Yeah, they've already doubled. So. Keep going up. Go see Barbarian, man. Go see it. Super fucking fun time at the theater, and that's probably all we can really talk about without diving into spoilers. Yeah, so. without getting into some spoiler talks. So we're going to do that now. It's spoiler time. Spoiler time. Um, this movie pretty much has fucking two first acts and then a third act. Yeah, and I. I just haven't seen that done before. I, I really like it. It gave me kind of like Dark Pictures vibes. Yeah. In the sense of <laughs> yeah. like how like the Dark Pictures games, how I was saying like each time, it, like the, the prologue characters die. Right. Um, these characters die, man. Dude. Y- or yeah. at least you're made to think. Yes. You definitely see Bill Skarsgård die. It's... One of the one of the best kills I've seen in a fucking horror movie in a oh, second, man. just because of how fast it happened, and you were just waiting to see what was coming. Mm-hmm. You were just waiting. So, so the first first act, yes. Of so this the movie, prologue, if you yeah, will. the prologue. We get this whole dynamic of of Tess showing up to this Airbnb. Keith's there already, and there's it's uh, it's it's pretty immediately strange. Keith is pretty strange. He like He's like we like vibes. we said like the the f- 
film was originally like he started writing it based on like um a nonfiction book that exists um about women trusting their intuition yeah about red like in about like subconscious red flags right and to like if you feel something like that get out don't stay there right and he wanted to do a writing exercise where he just crammed as many of those red flags into a scene as he could and i'm pretty sure that that's just keith yeah yes like everything keith is doing basically um he's kind of not necessarily like combative at the door yeah. when he, when they first meet but he's like um hello right he, he he does seem confused too at first but then he invites her in pretty fast uh, he's like oh why don't you come in and then he's like oh you don't want to be outside and when he says that he kind of steps back into the shadow a little bit when he mm-hmm. says that you're like oh what are you doing he's like i don't know if you saw the other houses out here but this is not a place you want to be caught out at night and that's what i loved about that first scene cuz it's the all dark. only thing you can see is that house with that one porch light lit up mm-hmm. and you don't know what the neighborhood looks like it looks like it's one house on a fucking she looks lot. she turns around to look and she can't even see anything right yeah i love and that and so she goes inside um Turns out that they've double booked this Airbnb. Like she used Airbnb, he used a different app. Right. Uh, he ends up showing her the proof, and yeah, everything. they both they exchange proof. Like he he sh- sees her uh, confirmation, she sees his. Right. Um, there's a little bit of tension because she asks to see his, like immediately. Does he say? What and do he's you think like, I am? He's, yeah, he's like, oh, because you think I'm some dude who just like broke into this place and is staying here. Yeah, right. And then he's like, I'll go get my phone. Yeah, <laughs> right. You're just like, okay. <laughs> You're like on the edge. You're like, all right, dude. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. But he's cool. Um. He's just an awkward dude. He he's yeah he's a pretty fucking. He tries to make so much small talk with her and mm-hmm. she, but like obviously she's uncomfortable for sure. But he's like, oh you know, can I make you tea? can I make you any tea? I, I I think I'm gonna make some tea. I'll just make you a cup. Yeah, just in like, case you want it. Right. She says no, and he still makes it. Oh, uh, she takes a shower and he gets out. She gets out of the shower and he's sitting at the table with a with the bottle of wine. I love like that the complimentary scene. wine bottle. And he literally goes on like a minute and a half, like brain rot. Yeah, straight up, it's so bad. Just he, just you know, diarrhea of the mouth. He can't stop talking, and he even it's like he's trying it. to make her feel comfortable. Yeah, he's like, you know, I just I in a bad way. I, yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. connecting. He's like, I, I, you know, they have this wine, and I kind of wanted some wine, but I, I thought maybe you would want wine, but I, you know, I thought that. You didn't drink your tea. Should, you didn't drink your tea, and I thought I should wait for you. And, and then he's like, "I wanted you to see me open the bottle of wine." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And then she's just like, you "Have a drink, fine." She's just like, "I'm good." Yeah, I guess she's like immediately she's weirded the fuck out. But then they connect on this one because she she does he asks her stuff, yeah right? he asks her what she's in town for and he she says that uh, she's here for an interview to become a researcher for this documentary about Detroit. And he's like, oh, really? Who's who's doing it? And she says the name of the director. And he's like, oh, I recognize that. And she's yeah. like, no, no, you don't. They start talking about one of the films that, yeah. that the director's done. I, it was like her, like the director's like latest release that came out like the year before. Or something. Yeah, right. 
and she's like, there's no way you've seen that. And then he like goes into depth about like a specific scene from it. And she's like, okay. And then it cuts time to pour up some wine. And she, it cuts to her pouring him a glass of wine while she's got one in her hand. Yeah. Right. Right. I love that. Um, and then he's just like, oh, well, you know who you should interview for this documentary about uh, Detroit? You should interview me because I'm actually a member of like a local Detroit band. Yeah. And they start. Yeah. They start talking about um, kind of their work. They're starting to get a little mm-hmm. closer. And then it comes to the end of the night. They have that weird moment. Dude, he, he's definitely he, like, am I staying like, here with you? He's like, like a ni- he's he's like nice guy. Levels because yeah. he's like he gave me Jack Quaid he, vibes a little bit. He forces not forces, but he basically like <sighs> mansplains his way into like taking her bags in from the rain for her. Oh my god, yeah. And you know, all just the general like nice guy things. Right, right. And then, you know, oh yeah, you you, you can have the bed, I'll sleep on the couch. But then like he makes her bed for her. Right. And that was a fun sequence though. Was he was he was sequence. being fun like I think he was trying to show mm-hmm. some humanity. Oh, definitely. He's a fun, like, yeah. You know. Um, and then she's like, "All right, it's time for bed." And he just stands there and yeah. is like, "Oh yeah, no, I I've got a couch that <laughs> needs sleeping on." It was definitely one of those moments where he was like looking at her, like, he's, like eyebrows waiting. up. Kinda. He's like waiting for her to be like, "Come to bed." Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. But she's just like, leave. <laughs> and he's like, I got you. I am about to head out. <laughs> so he yeah. The so then yeah, she, he goes to the couch. She goes to sleep. Doesn't lock the door. Yeah. And this is when you lock the. You're supposed to lock. This the is door. when things start to kind of pick up a little bit. Starts to progress a little bit. Yeah. Um. It. So there's like a slow burn to this movie. I would, but not really because it's only an hour and forty three minutes long. Yeah. It feels slow at some points, but not in a bad way. It's just you're you're getting to know these it's, people. Yeah, you're just building up. And I promise you, these people exist. It is worth. Oh, for sure. The build up, and I enjoy the build up too. I enjoy that world building, but mm-hmm. I, I know some people, they just want it. I think. Quick. I think, especially for this movie, the whole taking the time to build these characters up works so well. Yes. Because you get like, you know, um. You need that attachment. Exactly. You become attached to these characters, and then the first act ends, and you're like, what? Right. Um, But yeah, so like in the middle of the night, she wakes up because she hears something. Yeah, pretty fucking off-putting. Her door's open. She hears him like... He's having like a night terror, it seems Mm -hmm. like. He's like on the couch, just like... (laughs) Yeah. And she goes out. Taps him on the shoulder to try to wake him up, and right. he wakes up and like flips out on her. He's like, "What the? What are you doing? He's like, like, why are you on? T- like, what are you doing on top of me?" Yeah, and she doesn't even like bring up the fact that he was having night tears. She's she was just, just like, like uh, "My door was open." She's just like, "Did you open my door?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he was just trying to sleep. And then she just is like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna let you go back to sleep." Yeah, yeah. So they have that weird little kind of interaction. Then the next day is when it pops off. Yeah, she goes to her interview, which goes well. Yeah, uh, she gets like a she uh, the Keith left a note for her where he basically is like things are cool. Yeah, they they have a they have a little thing going here, and mm-hmm. you kind of like it by the end of the night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
you're kind of rooting for him, like because she's she's obviously like she's kind of like crushed on him a little bit. Yeah, you, you can I think see she's dealing with like a relationship problem too, as herself. well. Yeah, at the beginning of the movie, she's gotten like phone calls from this like Marcus dude, right? That she's like, nope. And they they talk about it briefly too. Yeah, I seems think like it feels good to just have. I think it's why part of the reason too why she like is looking for an Airbnb, right? Like Independency kind of, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, so she go like Keith leaves the house for the day. She goes to this interview, comes back home to the Airbnb, and as she's like walking out of her car, this homeless man. Oh yeah, Starts runs up running. on her and is like, "Hey, hey, little girl, little girl." Yeah, and she's like, you know, is terrified. Obviously, yeah. Gets the key to the house, gets inside, locks the door. Dude's pounding on the door. He's like, hey, little girl, you gotta get out of there. Get out of that house. Yeah, dude. Get out of that house right now. Oh, God. And then she proceeds to... Start packing bags. She packs some bags or whatever, but then she ends up... She calls the cops. Cops are like, we can't send anybody. Right. Um... And then she ends up getting locked in the basement. Yeah. That's when you know it's yeah, it's starting. The basement door like closes on its own and locks. And so she's stuck and while she's in the basement looking around, she finds this like rope in the wall. So bad, dude. At that point it's like, oh God. Like what I would need you to break do, a Davis, window. If you like rented an Airbnb somewhere and then in the basement you found like a rope in the wall that when you pulled opened up like a secret Door. Dark tunnel to like doorway. a dark tunnel. <laughs> the white in me wants to take a look at and see what's going on. God. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying, man. It's time and to break she does, that window. She does hit you with a fat nope. Very Jordan Peele. Yeah, I was like, I love that. She hits you with the nope, but then she goes in anyways. <laughs> yeah. She 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 um fashions a mirror to reflect to give herself some light a little bit of light, yeah. And what she finds is an at the end of this little tunnel is a nice little room, um, yellowed, gross, disgusting walls. There's one bed that's fucking filthy. No mattress or no sheets on it. A bucket and a fucking video camera. Yikes! Time to go. <laughs> she fucking sprints out, and Keith ends up. So well, she that's the thing. She can't get out. Right, she's trapped in the basement, so Mm -hmm. she has to wait for Keith to get home, and then they have to like force open the basement window Mm -hmm. so that he can get the key and let her out. This is where we get a little weird with Keith again because she's like, "We gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go." Yeah, she. He's like, "Don't." She's freaking out, and he's like, "Calm down." Yeah. He's like, you're like, I can't just leave this place because there's a room in the basement with a bedroom. There's a, a room with a bed, a bucket, and a video camera. Right. It's like, let me go see it. Also, there's a bloody handprint on the wall. I forgot about that part. Yeah, dude. And she doesn't bring that part up to him. Yeah. No, I think she does. Oh, does she? Briefly, but he's just, he you just know, he's in that mode yeah, where he's yeah. like, I have to go see. And he's like, he, he, and I mean, I kind of can slightly understand it where it's like you know i gotta see it to believe it kind of thing right but if this chick is this hysterical about seeing this shit yeah you should not go it's probably time to get the fuck out yeah um so he goes down and he doesn't come back up (laughs) yeah he's like 30 seconds in and out quick adventure yeah real fast 
and so she goes down. She puts a chair by the door this time because yeah, the door just the... falls mm-hmm. by itself. So she puts a chair up to prop it open and goes down in. He's not in the bedroom. He's not in the hallway. Uh, turns out the wall at the end of this hallway is actually another door. Yeah, dude. That opens up to like Resident Evil stairs. So fucking scary. As soon as she opens that and looks down that stairwell. Like, okay, so Davis. <laughs> say you rented an Airbnb and you find out that there's a secret hallway in the basement that connects to a room with a bloody handprint on the wall, a bed with no sheets and like ruined mattress, a bucket and a video camera. And then you learn that the wall at the end of this hallway is actually a door to like a hand carved tunnel. Secret pathway part two. With like a staircase that leads down like you can't see the bottom. You would just look down for a second and go, hey yo, what up? What if Batman? Dude, I found the bat cave, bro. She's like screaming for Keith the whole time. And you just hear like muffled like yeah. Help, help. She's like, I guess I'm going down and this. So she goes staircase. down the stairs. I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't. The director talked a lot about how this is her personality, as in she's like, she's one to help people. To help people. To go out of her way. because she And she's true to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a little fucking bitch. No. So I'd call the cops and they'd be like, fuck off. And kid. they'd be like, we have no available units. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um,. So yeah, she goes down these stairs, man, gets to the bottom and finds like cages. Bloody cages. With like food bowls in them and it's like a labyrinth of yeah. sorts. It's just these these hollowed out cavern hallways. It's like wood kind of holding up and dirt all on the walls mm-hmm. and you just can't see shit past the five feet of light exactly. from the flashlight in front of you. And she's just yelling out for Keith. This 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 one really got me, dude. And as she's just walking forward, you just see something come out of the darkness. And it's Keith. But he's crawling. But he's dude, crawling. Fast as fuck. Yeah. And Oh my dude, that's scary. So she shit sees him and is like, We gotta go. We need to go. And he's like, shh, shh, shh. Yeah, he's, some, just he's like hush her. He's like, there's somebody else down here. She's like, what? He's like, Shh, there's somebody else down here. We have to go this way. But that's, and that's deeper into the cavern. It's like further the into the cavern. And she's like, no, we need to get out of here. And he's like, no, that's the way that I, I just saw it over there. And they both start getting louder. And he grabs her. Yeah. And is like, no, we have to go this way. So this, that scene, really, I think he had the audience. I think his intention, which I think he nailed it, was to have the audience thinking... Okay, Keith's fucked. He's bringing her further into that bitch. Yeah. And he's tricking her right now. And, and then and you're so preoccupied with that thought that this happens. She just, you see this, like, I don't know, eight foot tall. Oh, God. Deformed woman. Long, stringy, long, wet black hair. Unkempt hair. She's completely naked. Long fingers, long fingernails. Yeah. And she just comes up behind Keith and just grabs his head and just. Dude, it's got to be about 12 times. It's too, 
She's got two hands on his head. And is just, just smacking. Crushing his head. And you just hear Tess screaming in the background. She's just standing there watching it happen. Yeah. And then the thing gets up. Yeah. And, like, screams at her. Right. Cut to black. End of act one. <laughs> Cut into Justin Long singing while driving a convertible a down convertible. like the California highway. Yeah, yeah, with the ocean in the background, and he's just like living the life. life. Until. <laughs> yeah, so this is really crazy. This is where it's like, it turns into an act one, part two. So yeah, it's, yeah, Justin Long is just chilling out on his in his car, talking with like his agent. Yeah, he's like a, he's an actor. Mm-hmm. And uh, working on a big pilot, yeah. To, uh, they just get going. they just shot a pilot for this show, and uh, he's talking with his agent, and they bring up the fact that one of the actresses for this pilot has made claims against him. Yes, um, very serious claims. Yes, and because of these claims that have, I think, proof behind them. Yes. Uh, the com- like the the company has decided to like fire Justin Long. Yeah. And there's an investigation being done and he's being sued. Yep. And basically he's just he's being canceled. And they very quickly take you through that process like he's with his he's with his accountant yeah. um, and his money his money. He's like, "Hey, you know, you're going to be out of money in 3 months. By, yeah. by the way, I'm dropping you as a client." <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Cool." So so then he he finds out and it's so cool how this connects. He's got yes. property in Detroit. Yeah, he mentions that like, you know, these Airbnbs. What about my what about my properties in Detroit? What if I sell those? You ain't going to be shit. Yeah, so he sells his house in California and he moves out to the Airbnb that he owns and he pulls yes. up and the car Tess's car is still there. Yeah. Um Ooh, I didn't mention this. Um you know the snake pendant in Tess's car? Yeah. This is, I mean, we're talking spoils already, so this is a shout-out to the end of the movie. The song he's singing, the lyrics talk about killing a snake. Really? Yeah. So he had he had that kind of foreshadowing in there in the, in the sense when he okay. pushes Tessa off mm-hmm. at the end of the film. Um, oh, wow. That, and he shoots her. Yes. You know? So yes. he's, like, actively... But, yeah, that's so... That's pretty cool. That's that's crazy. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, also, these, these are really cool, too. I was watching Zach uh, interviews with Zach, and... These these people are keep questioning him because you know they they got the big brain horrors to compare to. They're like, um, what did you like place in here purposefully to to have some kind of like alternate meeting as a director? He's like, well, shit, man, I didn't do too much, but people just keep finding things, yeah. that like coincidentally line up. Like four seven six is the address in the house. Yeah, that's like the year that that like the the barbarians took over or oh over really the, like the Roman. Empire, okay. some shit like that. Okay. Like that's the legit like when they year. sacked Rome. And he was like, I didn't fucking know that, but it's a thing. That's so cool. <laughs> I'm like, that's so cool. He's like, I don't take credit for it, but I, I maybe I should have. Maybe I should have. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's just so funny. Sorry about that. I no, had no, to hit no, you no. With that's that. crazy. Um, Very cool. But yeah, so Justin Long shows up, and Tess's car is still there. All their stuff's still there. The door is still propped open to so, the basement. Yeah. So it's like a reintroduction to where he's like, now what the fuck's going on with my house? Who's living in my fucking yeah, house? Yeah, he calls the Airbnb and like the company, and they're like, uh, you nobody's been there since the last tenants. And there hasn't been a new tenant in three weeks. Three weeks since that 
first situation. And so that's how you get like it gives you your little time skip. Yeah. Um he goes down into the basement and he sees the the lat the the mirror setup is still set up. Yeah. But the door is closed. Yes. But he finds the rope and he opens it up and he sees this hallway and this r- the room. Yeah. He's got this wide eye look at first. And yeah, I, and then he it clicks in his head and he goes, "Oh, fuck yeah." <laughs> and he googles, "Can you claim underground uh, space as like square footage when you sell a house <laughs> and he's like sometimes and he, yeah and he sees that it's Hell like yeah s- sometimes people add it on at like separately and he was like oh fuck yeah grabs a tape measure and just starts measuring out these hallways he goes down into these caverns he's like, like measuring the square dude, footage no, like every time whole, he does it he's like Hell the yeah. whole scene there's the scene of him measuring out the creepy bedroom with the bucket and he he walks in and he doesn't even like acknowledge that like right he's just like he's just like okay right and he like sits on the bed and like gets up after him and he's like oh god (laughs) yeah fucking bumps into the end of the hallway and realizes that there's the stairs that go down and he's just like fuck yeah yeah dude he looks at him for like two minutes he's like hell yeah bro Puts the tape measure at the top of the stairs and takes it all the way down. And 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 dude, the sound design for this is like literally just tape measure going in like like this dark, scary. He gets to the basement and he's like, "Oh hell yeah, more space!" Starts taping that out, and then he sees the cages and he's like, "What the fuck?" Taping shit out. <laughs> Continues going, dude. And then he finds um. A room. He, he sees the room with the purple light. There's a purple light coming out, out of it, it, and he looks in there, and there's just like blankets on the ground. Yep. And a TV playing, a video about like I don't. I think it's like a how to breastfeed. It's, it's a nursing, yeah, breastfeeding like nursing instructional video. And the first thing you think, man, this 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 creature, this woman creature's titties were just out. Like yeah, she. When I say she's naked, I'm talking like. She's got like hanging, absolutely just hanging udders. It's fucking it's gross. terrifying. And you see this room with a fucking nursing video playing. Yeah, and it's just like you're you just hear like, like this is this movie's gonna be more fucked up. This can be something that be. is pleasurable for both parties. <laughs> and Oh god. Eventually uh he hears like the tape measure starts pulling on him. Yeah. And uh-huh. then it drops, and he's just like, fuck this. You and hear he turns, screaming. He turns and just starts sprinting further into the tunnel until he, like, trips and falls through, like, a grate. Yeah. Into, like, a like a cell of sorts. And he falls in, and then he gets grabbed by Tess, the character from the beginning. So she She's lived. still alive. Yeah. She survived in this pit for three weeks. And yeah, dude. She's just like, shh, shh, shh. and then it cuts to another, like, it's like that act is over. And then we get like a flashback. Yeah. 
to like the 70s. That part really fucked me up. I was like, this movie keeps throwing me around. Yeah, dude. You get like the original owner of the house as yeah. he's like going to the store to buy plastic sheets and diapers and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, the, la- the lady at the counter is like, do you need any help with anything? He's like, I need to find plastic sheets. She takes him over to him and he's, she's like, uh, what do you need him for? He's like, li- like an at-home birth. And she's yeah, like, okay, well, you're going to need all these things, all these things, loads him up. Uh, he, le- he goes to leave the store, but then he waits to leave until he sees a woman leave the store and proceeds to follow her to her house, put on a jumpsuit, like a power jumpsuit, like a power man jumpsuit. Yeah. This was very disturbing. This scene was fun. Knocks on her doors, like, hey, I'm, you know, we're experiencing outages in the area. I'm just coming in to check everything. Uh, looks around her house and everything, and then leaves. Doesn't do anything to her, just leaves. Gets back to his house. His neighbor's like, hey, man, we're all, everybody in the neighborhood's moving out. This neighborhood's going to shit. It's the 70s. <laughs> and uh, he's like, are you getting out of here? And this dude who, like, you've just been following, like, back shots of him the entire time. Yeah. Like, the right. camera is, like, framed, like, on his back, like a third-person camera. He's just like, I'm not going anywhere. And he goes into his house and opens up the door to the basement, and you just hear screaming. Just women screaming. And, but when he went into that lady's house, he does. he goes into the bathroom, and he unlocks her window. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he go. He just goes into her window. He checks that the water's running, turns it off, unlocks it, and then he's like, "We're all good." Yeah. Basically, see you later tonight. Yeah. It's fucked up, dude. And then it cuts back to the present day with uh, AJ and Tess. So this is why the non-linear format is so interesting. It's whipping you around like a fucking roller coaster. You're like, "What the hell is going on?" Right. But I loved it. So um, yeah, we're thrust back into this. This is the bottle scene, dude. Dude. This is so, where yeah, it gets fucking weird. This this creature, this mother. It is deemed the mother, yeah. Um shows up to them and proceeds to like dangle this gross bottle of milk. Oh fucking Christ, dude. Down. Yeah. Her hair's she's, sticking yeah, off of like, it. Like, like, yeah, she's holding it down to Justin Long's character. He's like, and fuck Tess, that, he's like, dude. I'm not Tess is like, drink it. <laughs> she wants you to drink it. And he's like, fuck that. <laughs> dude, she's like, like die, she's like, just drink it or she'll kill you. She she yeah. like she just wants you to be her baby. Yeah. And then the mother puts the bottle over to Tess and Tess drinks it. Um and then in order to punish Justin Long's character, oh, the God. mother grabs him out of the pit and takes him to the room with the nursery no. video. Yeah. No. Sits sits him down and is like, Mama, Mama. Dude, it's so bad. And like forces him onto her teat. It's fucking As you just hear this instructional terrible, video, like, dude. this can be a pleasurable experience for both parties. It's so fucked up. And then Tess is like, time to bounce. Yeah, she's like, I'm getting out. <laughs> So she climbs out, uh, manages to escape. She she grabs the the knife that AJ brought. Yeah, uh, and proceeds to like break the basement window. Right. Yep. 
um, what, what, like she's in hot pursuit while she's getting out of here. The mother like, is is chasing. You hear footsteps and you hear fucking wailing as she's trying to she, get out of the basement. As she's sneaking out, she accidentally kicks the tape measure. Yes, dude. Yep. So she runs up all these stairs. She busts the basement window because uh, Justin Long fucking closed the door on his way down. Yep. Thank you. He, he yeah he moved the fucking chair. Yeah. Um, and she's trying to get out of the window and she gets grabbed from the outside and pulled out by yeah. the homeless man Thank you, from King. the beginning who was like chasing her and he gets her out and he's like, literally, yeah, dude. no, literally he's like, he's like, you're safe. He's like, come on, we got to get you out of here. He's like, you're like, we're not technically safe yet, but like, you're at, he, right. he was like, you're out of the house, but she comes out at night. <laughs> That's the fucked up part, dude. So yeah. he's like, we gotta go. And uh they like where like she's like, no. Yeah, she's like she no. wants to get help. She wants to get or help. She wants to help him. This is where I think some people, if they want to think too hard about it, are going to like attack the movie. Mm-hmm. She, she gets out. She goes it she goes back in, grabs her keys. Yeah. Gets in her car. She's about to like drive away. And then the mother, like, bursts through the front door. It's like, yeah, it cuts to being sundown. It's nighttime. She's waiting for the mother to come out of there, like, in her car. Mm-hmm. And, well, I mean, there's also the whole, she calls the cops again. Yeah, then they're useless. They think she's a crackhead, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, she, she is, so, like, the, the dude brings her out, and then, yeah, she, like, stumbles to the nearest gas station and uses their telephone to call the police. Yeah. They show up. And are immediately like, do you have ID? <laughs> yeah. yeah right. And she's like, I've been kidnapped. I've been held against my will for three weeks. Um, there's a man who's like, he could potentially die. He's being held prisoner too. And, she, and they're like, ma'am, do you have, do you have yeah. ID? And she's like, no, I don't have anything. I've been kidnapped for three weeks. And he's like, so you don't have ID. Oh, my God. I wanted to hit Man, myself. You know why I'm pulling you over right now? She's like, I fucking called you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so they go back to the house with her, but they don't go in. Because um, it's locked. Because it's like, locked. They're like, you broke a window. They yeah, turn they, it around Yeah, on they turn her. it around, and they're like, the only crime I'm seeing here is you breaking that window. You're lucky that I don't arrest you. So <laughs> fucked up, dude. Um, so, so then she enacts so, that So yeah, plan. that happens. Then she decides to say fuck it and she breaks another window yeah gets in the house gets her keys goes out waits for the mother to come out and then just fucking drives into her fucking rails her dude just i was like good on you man and you think that the mother dies she has like a whole thing where she's just like as like her eyes go like cold yeah so she goes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Phase no, pretty begins. much. She, she. So Tess, at that point, she's like, "All right, it's this is my chance." She goes back down. AJ, AJ is down there. We haven't even talked about the AJ stuff that happens. He's yeah, dude. He he get he he manages to escape from the mother before she comes out, and he finds something that the homeless man describes as there's he because he says to test that there's even worse things than that monster that are down here and he finds this he's being chased by the mother aj yeah and he gets to this door and the mother 
literally like comes up to him and then backs away like she's afraid. Yeah, then you're like, why? I was like, I don't know if I'd want to go in there. So yeah, he, the so grandma. he goes in, and there's this, it's this old fucking like man in in a in in grandma. bed, <laughs> pappy, and he gets, he's like, hey man, we're gonna get through this. He's like kind of deformed looking too, a little bit, isn't he? I I think I think it's just he's like emaciated at that point. Yeah, because he's just like bedridden. Right. Um. But yeah, the dude like, t- AJ talks to him. And in my like, I immediately recognized it as this is the dude that was in the 1970s flashback. Yeah, he's the guy abducting all the women. He and... finds AJ finds the, a a TV completely surrounded by tapes that just have like redhead. Yeah, you remember the yeah remember the video camera? Yeah, and he plays one of them, and you just hear it. It's definitely rape. And it turns out that this man has just been raping, like taking women, raping them, having kids with them, raping those kids, having kids with those, just inbreeding and inbreeding and inbreeding. And that's how we get this until we get to yeah creature. This the mother. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, it's fucked up. So he's like, yeah, AJ's like, what the fuck, man. And AJ starts, he's like, the fuck's wrong with you? Like, he sees the video, but AJ is literally about to be a convicted rapist. Exactly. It, like, Frank is the reverse mirror image of AJ yes. in himself, and, and he has to like, look AJ that dead in the eye. And, like, AJ gets in water, and he keeps motioning. Like, he, he's, he's like, he's like, it's okay, man, we're going to get through this. You know, cops are going to be here soon. And he, like, motions. Yeah, this whole fucking place. Yeah. He motions over to, like, this end table, and AJ brings him the end table watches the video and then turns around and is like what the fuck is up like wrong with you and by that point in time the old man has reached into the end table and pulled out a gun and he aj's like whoa man (laughs) yeah like we don't have like never mind i did i say that you suck you don't suck (laughs) did i say that and then the old man just goes blap and shoots himself himself in the head so aj's aj takes the gun and it's like, okay, this is my chance to escape. And uh, this is when this is during up. the time yeah. that like Tess has driven into the mother and has re-entered the basement looking for AJ. So we've got Tess like running to find him. So we've yeah, we've got these two people coming into contact with each other. Except AJ has a gun. Uh huh. So he fucking shoots her right in the gut. Right in the gut, and he runs up to her and is like. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I thought you were her. I'm so sorry. It yeah. was an accident. Um gets her out, but when they leave the house, the mother is gone. She's no longer attached to the car. Yeah, it's like great. Um she she leads AJ to the homeless man's like shelter. Because he says briefly where he's, he's he tells at. her where she's at, and he's like, This is the safest place for you. They this go was my there. Favorite scene. He talks to them, he fills them in on the whole like inbreeding thing. Um and basically is like, this place is safe. We're safe here. She's like, how do you know it's safe? And he goes, shit, I've been here for 15 years. And then the fucking wall in the background just crumbles. She comes as she just through the wall. <laughs> like Kool-Aid man style. What does she do? She rips his arm rips off. Rips his arm off and then beats him to death with it. Dude, like so fast. But like during that conversation, AJ is like, I, I, he comes to this realization. He's like, you know, I, I can't change what I've done in the past. But I can 
work to fix it in the future. It's actually a really good like moment for him. I'm like, you're still a piece of garbage. Like he feels because he's like, we have to, we have to do something. I shot Tess. I, exactly. I did that yeah. to her. He is trying to save her actively and, at this point. And the dude, like the homeless man, is just like, no, we have to stay here. If you go out, you're gonna die. And literally, as soon as they come through the, as soon as he comes, she comes through the wall and kills him. AJ abandons her and he's, just he's sprinting, sprints dude. as she gets up and like clutches herself to like run away. Yeah, they end up like climbing this uh, tower, it's a, like a water tower, like a water tower type thing. And they get to the top, and the mother is coming up after them, and AJ's like, "I can, I can make it." It's so bad. But but you have to buy me time. And he grabs Tess by the hair and is like, hey, to like the mother. He's like, save your kid. Throws her and off he the throws fucking her tower. off the water tower. Like that's straight murder. He, he straight up. That's on your hands, dude. Yeah. And it's not like you just ran away. You threw her off the tower. And the mother dives down, collects her, like cradles her in her arms and turns over yeah. to like shield her from the fall. She survives it. I did not expect that. Yeah, he walks up to her. Like, Justin Long's character walks back down, sees that she's breathing, and is like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. I didn't. You get it, right? You get it. Like, I I didn't have a choice. And I I didn't. Honestly, I didn't even let go. You you slipped away. Oh, my God. He's such a shit. You slipped off. I'm saving you right now. And he says, "Come on, I'm gonna save you." He goes to pick her up again. And I'm like, she like rolls dude. off, and then the mother gets up and just grabs his head, and like Oberyn Martell, Game of Thrones, his yeah. his head. It's worse though, dude. You see the white like eye the goop. Pus. It's like mm-hmm. streaming down his face. Like I have never and then his, seen. And then that. like the back of his head just cracks, like a like a coconut. Oh, um, fuck, dude. That had me fucked up. And then sh- the mom comes back. The mother comes back down to Tess and, like, s- tries to pick her up. But she's Tess is like, ow, oh, like, I'm I'm hurt. It's I like can't. she's not trying to hurt Tess. She literally she sees wants Tess this to be as her like, child. Yeah, her child. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, go, go back, mama, go back. And she's like, Tess is like, no, I can't go back. And, like grabs the gun and just puts it like right into the center of her head. And she, but she's still saying, she's still saying that D- same dude, thing. She, like the mother, like the mother is just like, mama. She, she literally does that. And then, and then it just, as it cuts to black, you just hear the gunshot. What a fucking movie. And then, and then Tess gets up and, and walks away. She survives. That's she, that. she, she deserves to live. No Marvel end scene. I was kind of waiting for it. Well, because the way the credits worked, I know they did it to us. I know the well because the way the credits for this movie were, they they would do like a block of credits and then a scene and then a block of credits. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was mostly just like her getting up and then walking away from the scene. Right, but uh, still just a good ending to show that she survived. Right. Yeah. Bum bum. Wow. Listen, when I heard that dude say there's more fucked up things in there besides her, I was expecting a whole another sub level of, like, of the basement. Yeah. 
I'm like, how many inbred kisses do you have? There's potential for a second. I'm not going to say if I want it or not. Yeah. I am going to say I fucking loved this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, this movie was dope. Yeah, yeah no, dude, dude it's crazy, sure. man. Um, In, like, it, it's just insane that this whole crazy-ass movie was written by one of the whitest kids you know. Right, and he's so humble about it. I love it. I, I love every interview. His vibe is just great. He's, yes. He seems like a really considerate guy. That's awesome. Um, it, It's really cool how those first two acts work because... As you mentioned in the first act, she's working overtime um, to to notice those red flags. Mm-hmm. It's like it's being a woman in that position. You have to be 100 percent on your guard, 100 percent in defense mode. Absolutely. And then we switch to act two of, of this this guy who's living carelessly like the most carefree life you can. Absolutely. And, and, and pushing himself in in. Onto and, people, and even when it when you when it turn, comes time for him to like take and like, hey, serious things are happening now because of your actions. Right. He just goes to Michigan and starts fucking measuring partying the basement. And, yeah. yeah, partying. He he and dude, and they they just give you small snippets of his personality. Like his mom calls him. Yeah, and he's, he's not really giving a shit about what she says, but she, then she's like, "Oh, your, your you should dad. come to Detroit. Your dad wants to see you." He's like, he stopped. He said, "He said that." And then she's like, no. you know how he is. <laughs> yeah, so it's like they give you a little bit of his personality, why he's like this maybe, but he's really just kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, it's just really cool to show that duality. And then in the third act is how do these two personas converge? Yes. And it's chaos. Oh, absolutely. Because Tess is everything good. She's doing everything right. And AJ's fucking everything up. Yes. <laughs> from start to fucking finish. Literally, man. Um. Yeah, no, I've just I haven't seen a movie work like this, so it was very exciting, you know, to be in yeah. the theater and see it like that for the first time. Yeah, dude, I was blown away by this film. I'll totally give it like a nine out of ten. Yeah, for I think sure. I'm think I think I'm like nine and a half. I think if like everybody, there's gonna be people who critique it and maybe think too hard about it, but I take what Zach said himself. He said, "This movie is for you to have fun." Yeah. He's kind of like I I almost don't. He's not even super concerned about like people nitpicking this, nitpicking that. He's like, I want you to go. I want you to have a good fucking time, and I want you to be surprised. Yeah. And I think he delivered he on did. every front in that oh, way. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, dude, 9 out of 10. Andrew gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Please watch this movie. Hit that shit up. Play some of the fucking um, super massive games, man. Yeah, play play until dawn. Play the dark Talk pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let us know how you feel about these things, guys. Let yeah. us know what you want us to watch, play. You can email us at storyworkspodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on YouTube. Get us some comments there. Yeah. Let us know what you guys want to hear. And thanks for stopping to buy. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, no, we have... Um, plug, 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 yeah. plug, plug. Storyworks, um, Foresight Studios, and 626's first collaborative movie is fucking ne- damn near out. We like have the trailer now. percent done. It's like 99.9% done. Um, we have the trailer out now. Please check it out. Um, we have a lot of people that worked really hard on this thing, and we put a lot of ourselves into it, too. So I think everybody's going to really enjoy it. Oh, yeah. And it's spooky. Yes. It it's fits spooky the theme. Month. Check that shit out. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the StoryWorks podcast. I'm Alrighty. Zach Gosen. I'm Andrew Hall. We'll see you next time. Sayonara. Sayonara. Thank you.